Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Karen Dale. We recorded this on Monday in my home in Portland, Oregon. Get Up in the Cool is, by and large, listener-supported, but sometimes businesses and organizations and festivals reach out to sponsor an episode. So, this episode is brought to you in part by Anna Sandy's Violins, a one-person shop in Northeast Portland catering to the needs of the fiddle community. Anna restores and sells affordable vintage instruments and specializes in adjusting violins for tone and playability. Shop services include, but are not limited to, custom bridges, mechanical peg installation, repair, restoration, cleaning, varnish touch-up, setup, fine-tuning, and bow rehairing. Shop visits are by appointment only. You can find contact information at sandysviolin.com. That's S-A-N-D-Y-S violin.com. I link that in the show notes. Also, come say hi January 13th and 14th at the 2023 Portland Old Time Gathering, where she, Jacob Midas, and Jamie Herman will be hosting a workshop on violin and bow maintenance, as well as offering violins and bows for sale. Thanks, Anna. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with Karen Dale, but first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Misfortune. <laughs> what is it called again? Banished Misfortune. Banished 
misfortune. Banish misfortune. I wish I could claim that for that tune. Well, for me. let's <laughs> let's let that ride yeah. for the next hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the first Irish tune I was really ever made aware of. Yeah. Yeah. It was the name of a band that came up to Alaska and was at the very, the sort of climatic end of a day of live radio that I was organizing for Kbird Radio up in Ketchikan, Alaska. Yeah. Well, Karen Dale, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. And oh, yes. That's what, who what I were am, you, isn't it? <laughs> what were you doing, doing radio stuff up in Alaska? Is that where you're from? Uh, no. I followed a boyfriend. <laughs> and Those Alaskan um, boys. They are self-entertaining, which is a very good thing. So am I. And actually, his sister is still very involved with um, folk music up there. Um, she's organizer of the Bourbon Breakfast for something. That sounds great. Anyway, so Holly, this is for you. Um, yeah, so the group is called Banish Misfortune, and they played that as their sort of anchor piece. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. So that's where you heard it. That's where I heard the tune and the title, and I thought it was just great. But I wasn't, uh, I was too busy doing the rest of the show to really um, even take care of the band. Sure. And so the music didn't sink in until mm, 30 years later, maybe. Yeah. So I was that your like exposure to folk music in general? If that was like your first no, Irish tune that you heard? Not really. My radio stuff was more edgy 80s. Like what? Rock, pop, fusion, Brian Eno, <laughs> okay. ecstasy, yeah. uh, the Sex Pistols, um, and also Beethoven and Bach and Chopin. Because yeah. uh, I did two shows, um, and one of them was a classical music uh, Sunday afternoon show where I sort of used my piano lesson uh knowledge from when i was a kid oh yeah yeah lovely yeah so you didn't mix those you didn't cross those two strings wouldn't that have been a cool idea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i wasn't that smart <laughs> so uh yeah, piss someone off <laughs> by doing that but maybe yeah. to their betterment yeah so um but yeah it took 30 years for that to sort of uh steep yeah it was kind of a one-off and then i went back to school and um you know i grew up taking piano lessons my mother was uh, a piano player and an organist and she had played piano for her minnesota church and for her glee club in college um and she was sure that her daughters were going to want to play in the glee club when they got to college in the 70s Not the Glee Club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so she made us take piano lessons um, here in Portland, uh, where I grew up, and and so I took piano lessons all the way through twelfth grade, and then I went to PLU Pacific Lutheran because they had a good music program, and I took about three weeks of a jazz improv class and switched to journalism. Yeah, and didn't do music for forty years. Wow! Yeah. Why? Yeah. What happened? In well, for jazz one thing, it's class. hard to drag a piano around behind you when you're well, sure. a young, poor student, and yeah. um, but also I had kind of done it. You know, I'd done music for eleven years, and I wanted to do. I like to write, and and I wanted to do something else. So hmm. so music went on very much on the back burner. But the, I knew how to read sheet music. That's a good thing that came out of it. And I knew how to practice. Yeah. So that was... That's something. a skill. That's its own skill. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So so I didn't play my 
my husband, I got married uh, and my husband had a honky tonk piano, which sounded so tinny. So I never wanted to touch it either. Um, he listened to the Chieftains, mm-hmm. but we mostly listened to jazz and, and classical. Uh, and then we moved to Vashon Island. And that has a music scene. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, I'm only familiar mostly with the people from outside of Vashon Island who who come there. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. I mean, the only person I know from the island is is Lawson. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Because, you're right. That's like a, this little capsule that, you know, inserts itself into Vashon. Yeah, but it has its own scene. Um, well, there's yeah. lots and lots of guitar players. Mm-hmm. And um, there was... When Bob was still around, there was um, there was an Irish group that got started uh, and called Vashon Celtic Players, and that was a group of about I don't know fifteen people, and they were teaching themselves Irish music and they were going to a local um, a local tavern to play, and we actually um, we knew one of the guys, um, a Northumbrian man named Wally Bell, who played. I don't know what that means. Where's uh, Northumbria? It's m- sort of it's the Midlands. It's it's North England. Okay, but, but a little south of of Scotland, it's mining territory. Okay, and but Wally became kind of a ski bum, and he moved to the United States, and he married a friend of mine, um, and and they lived on Vashon, and one and <laughs> one New Year's they invited us for dinner because he was also a really good cook. And afterwards, we settled in their music room, and he gave me a bow, this drum. He said, this is a bow run, and here's how you use it. And then he played on his sitern and mm. sang, and I kind of, you know, bumped along on the bow run, but uh, kind of got it. And so he, he said, well, you need to learn the tunes, but we have this session going on, at, um, and you could come. So we came, and... Here's this brightly lit tavern, and there's, you know, almost two dozen people sitting around in a circle. And there's me on Wally's Boron, and there's Bob on his tambourine. And that did not fly. Yeah. (laughs) He's got such a stink eye on playing the tambourine. Yeah, people, I think, sometimes think that these, like, auxiliary percussion instruments are, like, easy entry points into into playing social music, um, which is... Too bad that people think that for two reasons. One is because I think it's a little bit demeaning to the people who actually actually play those percussion instruments. And do it well. And do it well. And two, because those are the hardest things to play because they're they'd have it takes the most responsibility because mm, yeah. you know, they're like the loudest thing in the group. Yeah, yeah. If you want to play melody, get a melody instrument. We've I've been in sessions recently that have had up to five Borons. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah. You were in this session. There was... You were playing Boron and yeah. Bob was playing Tamarine. Right, Tamarine. And we got and... to Stink Eye and we didn't come back for quite a long time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But... So, that was not a start either of my musical journey. Uh, but what really got me started... Um, was uh, we were going to have Christmas again with the... Um, Bob has, has two daughters. One of them lives on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. The East Coasters were going to come out, and they were going to... We were going to sit around, yammering like we always do, and 
about the young grandson who was going to turn 13, and I knew he wasn't going to stand for it. We just couldn't do that again. And I also knew that one of them played banjo, or had, mm. and one of them played guitar and sang. And the husband was um, went to Oberlin and was had been a music major, and he played lots of things. And so in August, I suggested to the West Coast daughter, why don't this Christmas we have a family band? You yeah. take up the banjo again, she takes up the guitar, and I will pick up that guitar that's been in the closet all these years that I've tried to learn, you know, once every decade. Mm-hmm. I'll learn it this time. And we'll have ourselves a family band for Christmas. Yeah. And it went over gangbusters. Oh, that's great. Yeah. What did you all play? Um, we played a lot of old time. Okay. Yeah, we played, among other things, Elzik's Farewell yeah. and um, Cuckold Hen and Cripple Creek. And we played some um, Irish stuff too, Swallowtail, um, Banish Misfortune. When were you exposed to like old time music? Then, right then. I, I, th- so I who had no intru- idea what it was. So who introduced you to the old time music at that time? Well, both the, both the kids. daughter who played the daughter no the the west the east coast one didn't know about it at all either. The one who introduced us to the old time music was a west coast daughter. Okay, the banjo player. The banjo player. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, so and how she, old was she? Um, at the time, she well, she and I went to college together. Okay, great. So contemporary. Cool. Uh, so she brought a sheath of music, and we were all sheet music readers, luckily. And when we'd get together, we'd, you know, look for, I'd look for a pregnant pause in the conversation and say, why don't we play a tune? Mm -hmm. And after a bit, we would play a tune. And, you know, even the teenager played bass, Bob got his tambourine. Uh, It was really nice. It was just great. So um, I kept playing the guitar. And then my husband started to decline. Uh, at the same time that I was exploring how I could keep learning this. So the first session I actually went to was an after-school program run by a woman named Kim Fall, who we'd meet at a local coffee house after school, and the kids would come, and most of them were fiddle players, um, a lot of them Suzuki, and they'd go off in a corner and learn the melody by ear, and then someone else, a guest artist, would teach the guitar players, what the chords were, and mm. then we'd get back together and we'd play. And that selection of tunes was a big smorgasbord of things. You know, some Irish, some old times, some Cajuns, some Beatles. That's everything, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it just, you know, it crossed over all these lines, you know. And again, wait, and was that here? That was that was on Vashon. That was on Vashon, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed in general, I feel like there's more kind of genre and tradition agnostic playing uh, yeah. in general yeah. uh, in the Pacific Northwest. Well, you had said that in an earlier broadcast, and I think what it is actually is genre generalists. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I have a theory, and I think the smaller the place the session is in, hmm. or, or and more beginner accommodating beginners, yeah. the more it does cross over genres. I'll give you another example. An early, another early session I went to on Vashon is a place called the Coop. It was an old chicken coop that had been converted to basically a, a suite. real coop. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the ceiling was covered with concert T-shirts and posters, uh-huh. and the guy was and and was led by 
two guitarists of a sort of a Bob Dylan, John Prine um, stripe and a Boeing rocket scientist named Dave, who was a uh, box player and fiddler. Okay. <laughs> and the, and all their friends. And we'd round robin. And like, you know, those, that couple played old time. They played things like Waterborne and Bacon Rind, mm-hmm. which is a great title. And this, you know, and then there'd be some Dylan songs. And then the Brazilian guy would do his Brazilian stuff. And... You know, we'd go and some people would sing. So we went round and round. But it was a small place. There yeah. weren't ever enough people to do one genre. To actually sort of segregate out all of the different yeah. Uh, yeah. specific yeah. interests. Yeah. yeah. A little bit later, I learned that, yes, there were, um, for instance, the Canote Brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was some devoted Canote Brothers students who uh, once a year have a picnic and have the Canote Brothers. And all those students who gather at the Seattle at... Um, I think it dusty strings. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's that contingent. And then the Vash and Celtic players, um, they were also, um, they had their session at the Snapdragon. Uh, but that one became so accommodating that these guitar strumming singers would hang out with us and it became so diluted from its original tension to be an English Celtic session. Yeah. It just sort of fell apart. Yeah. It's really hard to like strike that balance, you know, to have the thing continue to be what it is. Yeah. But also to be inclusive. Yeah. It's really hard to, hard to do that. I was uh, at a jam recently in Philadelphia which is mm. where I started playing old time music. Um, mm. We went back and visited, and um, I'm from here originally. Oh, uh, but um, we were over there in Philly, and uh, this guy came upstairs uh, where we were having the jam uh, at this at this bar, mm-hmm. and uh, he was really enjoying himself, and I think maybe he's a bit intoxicated, you know. And but he was like mm. lovely to hang out with, you know, and he would ask us like. Play Man of Constant Sorrow and all that stuff. You know, <laughs> I've seen the movie. You know, asking for um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, it, predictable requests. And and then uh, and then at one point he he said, "Can I play your guitar so I can play a song that I wrote for you all?" And and someone uh, very quickly and very gently. And firmly said, "Oh no, we're not do, uh, doing that kind of thing here. We're we're here to do a very specific thing. Uh, but you're welcome to hang out." Um, and I was really happy that it was stated so quickly, but also so um, gently, but also dispassionately. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, there's been a misunderstanding. No, no worries, yeah. you know. And yeah. and like, and he's like, oh yeah, cool. You know, and then I think and then I think he probably had a better time because he got to see a thing be itself mm. as opposed to, you know, change it. Yeah, yeah. Well he might have misunderstood too, when these things go by the name of a jam. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They seem like they're a, a close cousin to an open mic. And and they're not. And but people don't always understand that. And, you know, they get caught up in the spirit and the, yeah. and the joy and the, and the momentum of the thing. You, it is easy to get caught up. Yeah. Um, but 
Well, yeah, what tune do you want to play next? Uh, well, let's see. Okay, well, here's one. Here's a really common one that crosses over. It's um, that I got from the coop. It's over the waterfall. Oh, great. And yeah. everybody plays it, you know. Yeah. But it's another It's another early tune, and it's one that if you're from the old, old-time old camp or you're from the Irish camp, you're going to know it, you know. So you so can I- go into the different circle and play off of that. Irish folks know this tune? Oh, yeah. Or Irish playing folks? Oh, yeah. Interesting. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, huh. definitely. Yeah, in fact, almost everything that I'm going to bring, except for the original stuff, is uh, cro- it crosses over. Yeah, now, when you say it crosses over, do you mean it is also an Irish tune, or Irish players happen to also know this old-time tune? Well, that uh, let's save that for after Yeah, that's tune. right. Let's introduce the tune, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Over the Waterfall... Ha, ha, ha.
always mm. a favorite. That's the first uh, old time tune I ever learned. Is it? First one. Yeah, we are getting back to the basics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, you know, I think people count that as, as like a basic tune, but there's a lot of stuff going on in that one. Well, there's a lot of freedom to, you know, rattle around. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the some of the some of the differences in styling, um, you know, there's things that you do to one genre's tune or another. You know, in Irish, you do a lot of rolls and flicks and... In old time, you do a certain amount of double stopping and cording mm-hmm. and um, droning, which you don't do in Irish. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's different. Yeah, I have no idea what a roll or a flick is. Ah, well, a flick is easy. It's just you're flicking your pinky or, or an upper finger against a, the note just above it. Oh, just to, to ornament your yeah, left hand. Yeah, these are all ornaments, okay. right? And a roll yeah. is. Ba 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 ba. Oh, you know, sure. Note yeah. above, note note below, and but really fast. Yeah. So they're not even sixteenth notes. You're supposed to just rattle them off as fast as your fingers can do. Which in my case, I'm sixty five. Those fingers aren't going so fast. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I do half rolls, <laughs> uh, but I try. But so, um, but that tune allows you to do you know kind of what you want. Yeah. And that's fun. I mean, the play of it is the joy of it, you know, to swash around in the tune and hmm. tempo and dynamic it. Uh, that comes, I think, more from a classical background. Mm-hmm. Um, dynamics are not really, you know, louds and soft are not really a thing that you do much in, Ir- in Irish music and probably not so much in old time. No, really. it's mostly just like people, you know, join the jam in the middle of the tune and then it gets louder. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> or, and or, it sounds so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I don't really, um, sorry to insult your your listenership. I don't really listen much to old time. I, I don't know how many old time players actually listen to old time primarily hmm. like recordings. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know. If, I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm not saying I doubt that they do. I'm just curious about that. It's just, but it's just such a lot of fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, mean, I first, I first went, um, it's funny how much old time is actually in my sort of foundational building blocks of learning because Shortly after I started going, um, playing at these sessions, uh, a woman named Kim Nelson, uh, well, we had a family band reunion and I went home for Christmas and my niece came and she brought her fiddle, but she was going to college and she left it underneath the coffee table. And by then I'd been playing guitar for several years and I was getting tired of just strumming, being the background person. You're probably familiar with the tunes at this point. Getting there. Yeah. Getting there. But I knew I wanted to play melody. And so when she left her fiddle, I asked if I could start playing. And then I'm at the Snapdragon session, uh, which is the one that uh, Wally Bell had sort of pulled me into. I met this woman named Ken Nelson and her partner, Holly. And at a first Friday art cruise one night, Kim and I are talking and she said, I said, I've got this fiddle and I'm starting to play it. And her eyes lit up and she said, Oh, I consider it my mission to make more fiddlers. Why don't you come over? And thus started this Monday night potluck of getting together at their house yeah. and playing tunes. It's, and she pl- taught them to me by ear. It's what's needed. For, yeah. You know, for this music to, or music's like it to yeah. happen. You need someone to kind of take you yeah. under your wing. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what happened to me when yeah? my friend taught me over the waterfall. <laughs> yeah. did, and did this friend keep teaching you tunes? Yeah. Yeah, we Ooh. were in a band together and he just started teaching me tunes afterwards. That's after, great. After rehearsal band practice. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and that's the launch, really. Yeah. You know, because you can, you know, take lessons, uh, but eventually... It helps have somebody take you under wing, but part of what they teach you is how to teach yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And Kim and Holly, one of the first things they said is that you need to go off to the Washington Old Time Fiddlers Association workshop in Moses Lake. And she said, it's the cheapest vacation there is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll part, you'll tent yourself in a schoolyard and you'll spend a week playing, playing tunes and learning but you'll play old time. You'll learn by ear and your, your ear will start to develop. Hmm. And, and so I went and had this and wasn't quite there ear. It was starting to come picking up tunes by ear, you know, thank God for 20 repetitions. Um, and I have to admit that the session I hung out with was a session I called by the book because we all had tune books yeah, I've heard that this is a thing for the, like, Fiddlers Associations in yeah. Oregon and in Washington, that there are, like, book book jams where people have sheet music out. There are a few, yeah. Because, yeah. they're you know, they're accommodating beginners. Yeah, yeah. Right. And what the book is, is, well, Vivian Williams was, of course, selling her Voyager yeah. publications, you know. Yeah. She and Phil were great. You know, I, at that point, I was still playing... Playing guitar is my fallback instrument. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Vivian Williams. I just I know. just heard the news. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. To see her in her sneakers and her braids, you know, every night after dinner there'd be a dance, and we'd have this sort of big horseshoe of chairs, and the fiddlers would be over there, and she'd be standing up. She's not. She wasn't very tall. This no. short little lady no. in this you know, long calico. <laughs> yeah. Just what a figure, and she'd play. But then Phil would, you know, called me and said, you know, come sit by me. I'm going to tell you what the chords are. Yeah. You know, and I was one of the few girls playing guitar, Mm. which surprised me, actually, because I've since learned that there's a lot of women playing guitar in old time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they were, we really, they've passed on the leadership of of WETFA, of course. And then they've they've passed on themselves. Phil, what was it, a couple of years ago? Um, I didn't get to know him. Yeah I, yeah, I only met Vivian last year. I was so glad you interviewed her. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Her story about going up and playing the dances and being this, you know, young wife. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly dressed, but she's a young wife, so she's okay. Right, <laughs> yeah. There, great story. She had so, so much to say. There's so much interesting gender stuff going on there. and yeah. And she is so... She's such a good fiddler. She's yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just listening um, after I heard the news uh, the other day uh, to some of her playing. And I was like, damn, that's like how someday when I am old, I hope that I've, you know, as other things are declining, I hope I can still play music oh, yeah. <laughs> that well. And no kidding. I've met a few old folks like that who are like not good at walking but are like better fiddlers than most people that I know. Oh, that's hopeful. Yeah, Yay. that's cool. <laughs> that's really yeah, good. I'm gonna aspire to that. Yeah, yeah. That, I, and all I can say to that is thank goodness that our instrument is in her voice <laughs> because that goes early. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, we've all seen old, old musicians totter to the piano or yeah. to their instrument and then just wail away. Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What uh, what tune do you, should we play next? Well, Let's mix some of this. I can't um, read upside down here. Oh, right. Well, we could play Elsick's Farewell. Okay. Oh, That's one of the early... Um, uh, oh, not only is that one of the, the first um, one of the first tunes from that family band, but I actually played it this weekend at the Contradance at Fulton Hall as part of the open band. Oh, great. We should talk about Contradancing after We this. will, yeah. because, yeah. yeah, it's another it's a, big influence. An important part of the, the scene out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and part of the reason that I think people here cross genres yeah, so much. absolutely. Yeah. So the Elsick's Farewell, as, a, as I finally realized, is, does come from uh, Sue Songer's collection and the Portland collection. Oh. Yeah. So apparently... Like originally? I, yeah. No, well, I, I mean, think originally it's a three-parter, but because they... This version. They melded it for I a gotcha. dance. Right. Yeah. They wanted it, you know, four square and four part. And, you know, so it's just A-A-C-C is what... Oh, yeah. Is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm going to play. Um, and let's do it. Yeah, I guess it, it doesn't have that one section that goes doon doon digga 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 that like no. kind of jammy one chord part. No. Yeah. Okay, great. So, um, and it's an A some or other. Yeah. Okay. So we're good. I think I'll be in this tuning. Yeah, okay. I'll figure it out.
<laughs> Lovely. Going low. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed um, in the tune selection for this last dance that the tunes that go low were a great favorite. Mm. Um, and Irish doesn't go low that much. There's this one favorite tune called Tam Lin that does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. 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 It's about the only one that does go low, but it's a great favorite. Uh, they don't typically hang out on that G string then. No, yeah. no, it's hmm. hard to sound. Yeah. So anyway, Elzig's farewell. Yeah, that's fun. it. Goes low. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun too. And yeah. folks, play this. Oh, you were going to answer earlier. Um, so this tune and over the waterfall. Yeah. I have heard these called at all time sessions all the time. Mm-hmm. But how often are they? called it Irish sessions. Elzig's farewell, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Um, over the waterfall, it is it is called. Yeah. But I found it interesting that it was part of the selection of in the contra dance tune. But I shouldn't have been surprised really because Sue Songer's collection of contra dance tunes, you know, volumes one, two, and three Delve into Irish and Scottish and old time yeah. and Quebecois and Cajun and and Americana, you know, kind of a little bit more what Vivian Williams did. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I kind of feel like I really didn't know what old time music was until the pandemic. Interesting. Yeah, it was filtered <laughs> through the contra dance yeah. filter. Um, I didn't really know what crookedness was. Right. And it, I mean, who hasn't said this? Boy, did that throw me. (laughs) But um, during the pandemic, um, I started inviting some of my friends out to my house, way out by the airport, and to jam in our Mm cul-de-sac. You know, we had the circle of like, we're 12 feet apart in the blazing sunlight. Yeah. Um, And... And a guy named Keith Livingston started showing up. And Keith is a great fan of old time. He's this tall, skinny, kind of bent Scott who plays really nice backup piano and piano accordion, as Mm. well as fiddle and Mm. guitar and probably other things. And he said, oh, you got to play old time music. You got to you got to you got to listen to these tunes here. Here's a whole thumb drive full of full of old. So he gave me that. And then. He persuaded Scott Killips to start having um, a session on his front porch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I started going to these sessions like, these tunes are weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but they're neat. Uh, and how do I learn to play these? So I think, uh, I, I'm not sure if it was Keith, but somebody turned me on to Spotify. And, and I started pulling down some good old recordings. Yeah, there's like weirdly a lot of old recorded old time music yeah. on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. stuff. I mean, my like Fraser and Patterson is, are on there. There's like deep cuts, you know. Yeah. Well, and Raina Gillard. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the good stuff. But so that's been a real education. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's interesting hearing yeah. you say that it was all sort of filtered through contradance scene and then talking about vivian's influence i remember when i interviewed her she was telling me about this like collection of um uh dance tunes transcriptions that were for this like idaho dance in the 
the 19th century. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I actually was... bought it. I have it now. Really? Um, yeah. And, uh, but she was talking about the instrumentation, you know, uh, as, as recorded. And it was, I forget everything that was there, but it was, it was a real hodgepodge. <laughs> I think there was like, you know, there were like, there may have been like a drum set if I remember right. And there was like a fiddler and then like uh, a tenor banjo player and then like a couple flautists, you know, it's Hmm. like whoever they could like pull together. And then like the, the tunes are all over the place, like in terms of like where they're, where they're from and what they're trying to do. And I can only imagine what they sounded like then. Uh, But I, I like this idea of what you're talking about uh, that like, when the community is small, you don't necessarily have the, I guess you could call it a luxury of deciding to play only a specific kind of music because yeah. at that point you, if you want to have community, yeah. a musical community at all, you got to play some other stuff. Yeah. You got to be nice to, you know, the people you see all the time in Thriftway or at the gas yeah. station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you got to be kind and and that's, that's a good thing, yeah. you know, but Portland is not, a small town. No. And and so it can do things like grow the mega band for the contra dances. You know, that thing that Sue Sue Song has started again. Um but even so here, when I moved to when I moved to Portland and I moved here um five years ago to help take care of my mother, who mm. was in her late eighties at that point, and she needed she moved out to assisted living. I moved into her place. My sister was living there as well. So, um, but I also came because I knew there was a good Irish scene here. People had been talking about it, and and I'd sort of started to discover it, um, and was already going to two open sessions. One out in Tiger with the Julian Mike Zamudio, and a real pure Irish session at O'Neill's Tavern on 60th and Gleason, which is no longer with us. Hmm. Um, but and the tiger session was accommodating toward beginners and uh, and intermediates, and they also played old some old time, some Americana, um, Irish, Scottish, um, had some singing occasionally. Hmm. So that was a great a great help. But then I also noticed that there were some sessions that were a little bit more closed. Mm-hmm. You know, the Moon and Sixpence, for instance, that's an invitation only. Because they the the good players sometimes don't want to be accommodating, and yeah, and that's good because then you get this great music. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I remember even going to the hostel old time session once and, and trotting out. Uh, I think it was "Jump at the Sun," and which is um, in a weird key. And someone said, "Well, that's a contra tune." Oh, interesting. (laughs) The Hostel Jam, which is such a big open jam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was this guy's personality. I came to know, you know. But, you know, there's (laughs) the great thing about about the sessions of all sorts is that they accommodate great range of personalities. You can be your curmudgeon and you are still appreciated because you're a great fiddler or a great accordion player. Um, So... I, I love that about them. And then you just have to get a feel for how accommodating is it? Or yeah. how, as you get better, how accommodating you need to be. Yeah. 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 I've I've tried to arrange my life in such a way that, um, I mean, I honestly, that's part of why I do this show is because mm. I want to have 
one-on-one jams with people hmm. uh, at festivals. Yeah. And I can't stomach turning people away. Uh, I don't think that it's wrong to turn people away at a jam. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't fault anyone for doing that because you want to have a specific experience. But, like, I just, I can't do it. Um, and it's, it would be very hard. They would sort of come like ants to the picnic. Yeah. And so, like, uh, you know, I mean, that's just the nature, you know, people in general, you know, like, oh, you're having no jam. Let me come sit down. You know, that's like, you know, at the. but I wanted to have these like one on one or like small group experiences. Yeah. And you put a microphone up and then it's like, oh, well, let me <laughs> I'll just watch from over here, you know, and then I can jam with them later when I'm having an off record jam, you know. Yeah. And so it's been a nice way for me to, like, get some of those experiences without having to um, uh, d- develop um, certain um certain skills <laughs> to like, uh, diplomatic skills, diplomatic <laughs> skills. Yeah. The mic does the diplomacy for me. Well, let's, uh, let's play another tune. Well, well let's, are... let's delve into those that are sort of the real crossovers. The ones that yeah. have come like, um, when I was kind of doing my homework about this, um, looking at what, what tunes influence. And a lot of the tunes that reached the crossover for real came from Scotland. Okay. Because they got here earlier. You know, okay. they got here in the 1700s and they moved to that area. The, the, um, uh, what are they called? The Anglo Irish, the Anglo Irish, the Scotch Irish. Um, they moved into the southern and then inland, whereas the Irish mostly went to the northern cities mm. and, you know, migrated with the railroad a little bit and they came later. Right. And more the, about a hundred years later. Right. So tunes like Miss McLeod's, which is Hoplite Ladies. Right. right. Um, is, comes from, is a Scottish tune. Uh, and you want to play that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you play in G? Yes. Yeah, great. Yes. <laughs> There's, right. Is it easier as on a fiddle in A or a G? Well, today Either it's Either, it's the same for me. Okay, well, it'll be G. And, um... Well, and here's a question now. Are we going to start with a hoplite ladies? Or are we going to do, have you met the devil, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe? Or are we doing that one first? Um, I mean, you I want to do the. In terms of the, the lyrics? No, we're not going to. in terms no. of the melody. Don't ask me to sing. Okay. No one wants to ask me to. No one wants to hear me sing. Um, and I don't know the lyrics anyway. No, I just noticed that the title. Sort of indicates which one, which section you start with. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You mean literally uh, which part? Is right. you know, that octave jump, and some people like to start with that bit. But in the Irish tradition, we start with the low one. Mm. That one. Well, choose your side. Yeah, <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> now know. It's like Thank you. 
fun. That is, um, I was briefly uh, playing in a new Kaylee band called Two Rivers Kaylee Band, mm. started by Teresa Baker as an offshoot of the Lady Session at T.C. O'Leary's. Oh, I didn't know the Lady Session was at T.C. O'Leary's. That's yeah. lovely. Yeah, Tuesday nights yeah, from very good. 8 until 10. Does um, it happen in... Um, I keep forgetting what the name of that little room is. Does it happen? Oh, the in snug? The, the snug? Yeah. <laughs> now that's where the cases go. Where the cases Actually, go. there's a book club that meets there. Okay. Yeah. Now we're right inside the door in the corner. Can you confirm? I've heard that that room traditionally, or that a snug in an Irish pub is there traditionally so that like the women can go in but not have to be around the men. Is that That's true? That's why we're not in the snow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb to the old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the snug has kind of been abandoned. When I was in, in England, there were still snugs. Parlors, you know. Yeah. Walled off rooms for the ladies and uh, to have their wee tipple. And uh-huh. the guys could have their big old p- proper pint. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they were always pretty empty when I was there. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the patriarchy and whatever but you know as far as like a little room in a pub go i thought it was as far as that goes i thought it was a kind of novel to go into tc o'leary's and that was the first time i had been to any kind of irish pub and then like have this like weird little room right in the front and they're like i want to go hang out in this snug it's so snug in here <laughs> i want to be one of the ladies <laughs> well you know before the pandemic there we had a little saturday afternoon session at chapel um the chapel pub Mm-hmm. One of the McMinimans. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when uh, Tim Smith, one of my Irish buddies, uh, and I went and scouted it, we walked in the west door, and the, I could see there was a snug in there. And so I went in, and amongst the artworks that you know McMinimans does so well, there was a f- painting of a little old lady in fair, flying with her fairy wings playing the fiddle. Hmm. And I said to Tim, this is our spot. It's a sign. Yeah. yeah. And actually, it, we played there, but it was a little awkward. We voted for the wood stove room a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But I thought, that's a sign. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So GD was one of those gate people in mm. the local sessions. He got me into the O'Neill session and was uh, turned me on to the moon and sixpence. And he has, he's passed on this year too. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm of an age where <laughs> some of the seniors are getting vulnerable and then yeah. they're getting gone, you yeah. know. So, um, but, you know, there's a, there's a song by Karen Casey. You, do you know her, of her? I don't know. She, she was a singer for a mega band called Solas. And she has a song called um, Another Day. And it's kind of about um, how hard it is to exist on this earth. And But we just keep trying. Some days are, some, uh, some days we fly, some days we fall. And, and yet new sprouts grow from the fallen tree. Yeah. You know, this this will go on after me, you know, yeah. so, uh, so lift your heart and dry your eyes another mm-hmm. day to live and die. And there's this concluding lyric about, um, how does it go? Uh, short time here and long apart, same tune sings in each other's hearts. So take this guitar when I'm gone, write your rhymes and pass them on. Mm. And, 
Gigi wasn't a composer, but Vivian was, and she made a big impact. And you know, her yeah. contributions gonna keep going. Yeah. Um, and you know, the music's. I got into the music to be with people. You know, I was a new widow. I needed a tribe. I needed a creative mm. pursuit. I've had creative pursuits all my life. Uh, I needed one that um, would bring me in with people. And this has been superb mm. for that. So I'm really grateful to, you know, people like Vivian and GD and my mom for opening the gates to music and yeah. to people like him who taught, you know, taught me and your friend, uh, we can be that for each other. You know, we can give each other a home in the music. Cause you know, it's, yeah. it's a big collective beating heart that we keep alive by playing. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So let's play a tune. So we have time for one more tune before we play that or b before we play those tunes, I think we might be playing multiple tunes. Where should people go to keep up to date with mm. things that you're doing and okay. music yeah. that you're making or facilitating? Yeah. Well, I actually just started teaching a class. Oh, good. And it's called tune explorers and it is for people who are just getting into Irish music and want to learn tunes not necessarily to learn how to play your instrument, but learn the core repertoire. Yeah. Yeah. I've occasionally, I love a captive audience and I've occasionally sent little papers of survey around. Do you know these tunes? Mm -hmm. So I got a good grasp of what the first tunes that people learn and the core tunes that everyone plays in session. So that's what I'm teaching. Yeah. It's happening at Waverly Church on Saturday afternoons. And you can find out more about it by going to Jonathan Lay's fabulous website, um, which he created for the Trail Jams at the hostel. And it is called www.trailjams.org. And there's a page there for Tune Explorers. And there's a sign-up sheet and details all about it. So we just had our first lesson and in which we sing the tune, then we play the tune phrase by phrase. And then for the second hour, we have a slow jam in which I will force you to play that tune a couple more times, uh -huh. <laughs> sort of groove it into your brain. Yeah. And then we'll play at a really moderate tempo. Yeah. Uh, so it's graspable. That that sounds so perfect. Um, I love that you're... I love that you're having people sing the tunes mm. um, because I think that's so important because singing is our first instrument yeah. or speaking, using our voice as our first instrument. Yeah. But people get really, um, because there's all this like weird stuff projected onto singing about like, people don't think of singing as a skill. They think of it as like a natural, like, like beauty or something. Oh yeah. Which that's, is so silly. It is. Um, Learning by ear. Singing are both skills. Yeah. You don't have to have an inborn talent. No. You have to, like, build it. Yes. You know? Uh, and luckily, and in my class, you'll be singing from behind a mask. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. And singing with other people. Mm-hmm. Because you won't be, like, one-on-one, -on -one, like, or by yourself. Like, you'll be yeah. able to actually 
sync in to what other people are singing. That's yes. so perfect. Yes, yeah. yes. And I got this technique from Sean Cleland and Gray Larson of the Chicago School of Traditional Irish Music, mm. where they did this on a Zoom class. Yeah. So that was wonderful. I just heard Gray singing and then yeah. I'd sing. Yeah. So that was so easy to do. I was a little concerned about the potential for cacophony, mm-hmm. but actually it worked out pretty well. So, And I do provide sheet music for people. So yes, you can cheat and take a peek. And you can practice it. And then I will also be providing tune books leading up to the next Saturday slow jam or slow session. So most everybody who's been interested in this, and there have been 40 people say they are, are already sheet music readers. So we're not abandoning that completely, but I do want people to come with the ability to learn how and to start memorizing from the get-go. Yeah. So... That's the class. That's what I'm doing. And then I play at the uh, on Sundays at the Portland Hostel in the Trail Jam Intermediate Level Irish Session, hmm. which runs 1.30 to 4.30. And I occasionally play at the Ladies Session on Tuesdays at T.C. O'Leary's and sometimes at Dullahan's at Lake Oswego on Thursdays. And if there's a jam within 200 miles, I'll be there someday. Great. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. I'll, um, Tune Explorers, right? Tune Explorers. Tune Explorers. I'll put a, a link to that. In the, That'd be in great. The show notes. Yeah. That'd be great. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. On that note, I think we have time for, uh, one oh, more. Well, let's, uh, on the, on the episode proper. Okay. Then we can do a bonus track. Let's do the bonus track. Okay. Well, here's the promise on the bonus track. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> When I was investigating old-time music and on Spotify, I ran this tune called Waynesboro. Oh, yeah. And the second part, oh, my God, that is Over the Moor to Maggie. A oh, classic. A classic G-tune in the huh. Irish tradition. Yeah. Huh. So we'll play that as the bonus track. Okay, great. Yeah. So people can tune in. Yeah. That. Yeah, great. But Over the Moor to Maggie is what we'll play? We'll play them both. We'll play them we'll both. Play, okay. We'll play the Irish one first. It's a three-parter. And then we'll go into Waynesboro because it's... Over the Moor to Maggie is pretty and graceful, like a girl drifting across the moors. And then Waynesboro is just kind of rowdy. And, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, what should we do for our, our final tune? Well, you know, we've been talking day. about yeah. Crossing Over, and my friend Lawson has written a tune called Crossing Over. Yeah. And Crossing over between genres, crossing over into the next... Realm. Well, for him, actually, it was simple. It was about crossing strings. Crossing strings. <laughs> yes, he wanted to yeah. do that just went up and down. Uh, he's a he's an octave mandolin and guitar player, yeah. Dad Gad, and he, that was his personal challenge. But uh, I think, and then he also wrote this tune called the D Jig. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll play the jig into the reel, and which is crossing over. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Another jig for you. Yeah, I'll do my guy. best. <laughs> well, anything for uh, Lawson. Uh, when I last went to Vashon, it was last year. Uh, I was trying to set up my hammock first thing when I got there because I was going to sleep outside in the hammock <laughs> in the summer. And uh, there were already like some like chains set up, and so I was like, "Oh, I won't use my own like harnesses or whatever. I'll just like hook up to these already." And then um, I got in, and it immediately <laughs> collapsed, mm-hmm. and I fell about like I think like four feet uh, onto like a rock. Oh God! Uh, like a- directly on my tailbone, and I passed out. <laughs> 
Um, oh. And it was really scary. Yeah. It was like, I thought that maybe I was going to go to the hospital. Maybe I, like, broke something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lawson, like, I woke up and he was over me. And, uh, and then he, like, um, basically uh, mothered me the entire uh, weekend. He's probably one of the most, like, nurturing people that I've ever met. And he, like... Gave me these very specific, like, um, uh, massages that, mm-hmm. like, I don't know all of the details of what he practices, but, uh, but it worked. And it not only, um, I think, helped me <laughs> through that weekend, but, uh, but also, like, allowed me to actually have a good time. Oh, thank um, goodness. So, yeah, I don't know if I would have... Yeah, I've we Without were in him. that hammock once and it collapsed on us. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were only about a foot off the ground because there were two of us, right? So we w- really weighed it down. But nonetheless, it was shocking. Mm. And he said, "Get to the table. Yeah. Get to the treatment table. I'm gonna, and then you're gonna treat me." Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then we, and, but after that happened, you re-retired that chain because yeah, it was metal fatigue <laughs> and it should never have been s- still on that tree. <laughs> but yeah, he's really helped. A lot of people. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad to be playing one of his tunes yeah. or two of his tunes. Yeah. Well, the first time I saw you was in that video where you were singing Cumberland Gap. Oh yeah, at that Vashon session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I took it up. Um, you know, Appalachia Rising. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, their version of Cumberland Gap. Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> so great. I was playing that on my balcony with a with a batter box or batter board, uh-huh. and my neighbor came out and started clapping. My sister thought the house was coming down, uh-huh. <laughs> but, oh, that was fun. Mm. Yeah. So thank you for turning me on to that tune. Yeah. And thanks for doing this, Karen. It's lovely to just jam the two of us. It was. I like syncing up. So let's see. Okay. One, two, da, da, da.
note in there somewhere. <laughs> that was a roll. That was a roll. Oh my goodness, you crossed over to the dark side. I put a link in the show notes for more information about Karen's Tune Explorers series. So if you're in the Portland area, go check that out. Please support this podcast at patreon.com slash getupinthecool, linked in the show notes along with links to my banjo lessons, my band, my other podcast, and Get Up in the Cool merch. Thanks again to Anna Sandy's Violins for sponsoring this episode. Visit sandysviolin.com, that's S-A-N-D-Y-S, violin.com, to set up an appointment. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.